How about it doing tonight? Amen. God bless you tonight. Amen. We give God the honor and praise. Truly worthy to be praised tonight. Thank God tonight for the opportunity to be before the people. More important, we thank God for his word tonight. Thank God tonight that we're in uh, this last month of the year, 2020, fast approaching 2021. People of God are still moving forward. Those still encouraged by what the Lord is allowing to be done for the good of the world, especially the church. And again, so we greet you from Beacon of Light Christian Church on December, this December 2nd, 2020, uh, praying that all is well with you and your households, those that are here with us tonight. We thank God for you as well. Uh, tonight, we uh, have a lot of information to unpack, and um, I want to talk tonight. We're going to start a, a, a dialogue for a while and I, uh, uh, to give some understanding, but more important, also some instruction as relates to the end time. I think it's very important, very relevant. Uh, I think that every teacher, those that are coming to the people of God at this particular point, that we uh, help the people understand the season that we're living in. Again, we'll talk about the end time. We're talking about not only having understanding about the season that we're in, but we also want to have some instruction. There are certain things that we need to do in this particular season uh, that is uh, different than other seasons that we have lived in, uh, have we lived uh, to get uh, the necessary impact and effect uh, from God. And so, uh, I, I thank you, and, and, and don't want you to shy away from this discussion. A lot of time, people hear in time, they don't want to hear and things like that. You know, a lot of people don't want to see winter coming, but it's going to come. Uh, whether you want it to come or not, it's going to come. And, and if you don't prepare yourself for the winter, amen, you're going to have some situations when the winter comes. So whether you want the end time message and understanding, it's on you. But it's beneficial uh, because we're, we're in an age that we've never, ever experienced before. And again, what we've seen February, January of this particular year, we're never going back to that place. And so uh, we have to understand what God is doing, what God is allowing to be done based on the prophetic scripture, things that have already been foretold, uh, been written thousands of years ago. We're seeing uh, play out right before our eyes. And so this is a very in, a crucial, very urgent message. I uh, hope that you uh, can take notes. I hope that you understand. I want to give you some understanding. Uh, by way of the Lord and uh, the Word of God and what God uh, is specific revelation God has given uh, for the church in this particular season. Amen. So uh, we know the whole Bible is a, a, a prophetic book, and all the Bible has come to a culmination of God's thoughts and desires uh, for creation. For the church, it's a good book. It's a good storyline. We don't get caught up in the panic and the fear of the moment of what's going on because God has already forewritten uh, what will be the end of our story, end time, last days or not. And so I want to come to you this morning, I mean this evening, to kind of give some understanding of that. I want to give several notes. I have several scriptures. I'm not going to throw too many scriptures at you because most of the scriptures we're going to look at, we're going to look at it in the body of the entire context to get uh, God's intent on what he has spoken and, and so one thing I, I want us to understand uh, that the last days, and, and, and most of us understand this, uh, that the prophetic time clock of the last days uh, started ticking from the time that Jesus Christ left the earth and went back to, with God. Uh, we're calling it now the end of the last days, and you hear now the end time discussion, but that end time has a more urgent 
uh, called to it because of the fact we're at the end of the last days. So we have to help you really to understand that. The church has been put on earth. The church, those have been called by the grace of God. God has given us two days. The Bible says one day is the Lord, that's a thousand years, a thousand years is one day. So God gave us two days to be in the earth realm, to carry out his mandate and commission for the church to bring a Gentile nation, those that are not Jews, to bring them to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. We've been given two days to do that. That's 2,000 years. Our 2,000 years has pretty much closed up. So now we're here uh, at the threshold of uh, and, and coming into uh, another season, but, but we, we have yet to totally get out of this season. So I want us to understand that. I want to give you understanding tonight and, and say this, that the only, the only way to have success is to know the season that you're living in and to line up doing what is effective in that season. Because what was effective for last season will not be effective for this season. What is effective for this season will not be effective for another season. Again, when we say effective, we're talking about having God's type of effect. We're talking about having major impact by way of God. So I want to say that again. The only way to have success is to know the season that you're in. To know the season that you're in. Whether we want the season or not. Well, Christian, if we have the right understanding of the end times, I want you to understand it is a good season. The only success, you have to know the season that you're living in. Uh, uh, it was a team about three weeks ago lost the game. The quarterback got discombobulated, and he, he didn't understand how much time was remaining on the clock. If he had known the, the, the limited amount of time that he had, he would have called a different play to get a different result. You have to know the season. You've got to know the timeline. You've got to have an understanding to be effective because it would help you make the right decisions. If you don't know the season you're in, you will not make the right decisions. So the only way to have success is to know the season and to line up doing what is effective in the season and make impactful and effective decisions. I want to look at First Chronicles to start out. I want to look at First Chronicles chapter 12, uh, verse number 32. I do also want to thank you all for many of you all have commented to me. I've got phone calls on Sunday. I have got also text messages uh, commending us on, on our audio ministry. They're, they're awesome people. Uh, have have really uh, really evolved and 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 really uh, brought our uh, audio and technical what we need to be doing as it relates to getting the word out uh, from a week to week basis. I want to thank you all for all your kind comments on that. They're doing an awesome job. We have awesome people in this particular ministry. Uh, First Chronicles chapter number twelve. I'm a, I'm a, uh, uh, before I look at thirty two, I'm gonna look at verse twenty three. This is a very very important scripture. It says First Chronicles chapter twelve, uh, verse chapter twelve, verse twenty-three. It says, "Now these were the number of the divisions that were equipped for war. You, you, we are in war, and came to David at Hebron to turn over. There was a shift going on. Things were being turned over. There was a, a different season that was 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 being ushered in as David came." 
amen, to, to lead the kingdom of Israel. And the Bible says they're talking about the numbers that were equipped for war. And David, it came to David at, at Hebron to turn over the kingdom of Saul to him. God is turning the kingdom over. There's a shifting. There's a turning of a kingdom to the righteous. We've got to get out of this season first. According to the word of the Lord, starting at verse number 24, when you have it, read it. Verse 24 goes all the way down to the end, pretty much of the chapter. It talks about all of the divisions of the army. It talks about the 12 tribes of Israel. One tribe stands out in verse 32. It says this. It says, and of the sons of Issachar, who had an understanding of the times, they understood the times. They understood the seasons. Each one of these uh, uh, nations or these different tribes were graced in their own right. But this had a particular unique grace about them that made them very effective. Of the sons of Issachar who had an understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. Because they understood the time, they had a knowledge of what to do. They had a knowledge of exactly what to do because we're doing it in the context of a certain time. Their chiefs were 200, which helps us to understand Issachar. If you understand the tribes of Issachar and understand the history of Israel, they were one of the smallest tribes of Israel. But catch what it says. It says, and all their brethren, all the other tribes were at their command. Because they had an understanding of the season, because they were so effective at what they were doing, because they were making right decisions, even though they were one of the smallest tribes, all the other tribes were submitted to them and their command, because if you don't have an understanding, you're going to make wrong decisions. You're not going to be impactful. God is not concerned with numbers. He's concerned about the people who have a knowledge and an understanding. So I want you to understand that we're living at the end of the last days. We're going to bring everything front and center, things that we've been experiencing. I'm not going to deal with a whole lot of scriptures right now because we're going to carry this discussion out a little way. Uh, Brother West, if you would put that... Um, um, if you look at a timeline of events, this is an end time, a timeline of end times. This is a, a timeline of end times. On the, on, uh, on the left, you see the present church age. We're in the present church age. This present church age has been going on for 2,000 years. It has been going on since Jesus Christ went back to glory. Uh, and, 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 and then we're going right over into the middle section. If you look at the bottom, it says, it's the years of tribulation. I'm not going to get too deep in this tonight. After the years of tribulation, we go into a final judgment. We go into the millennial kingdom. We go into the eternal state. I want us to, 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 to fix ourselves on the present church age. If, there was, if I could draw a line, a line, a line at the present church age, right where you see the rapture of the church, right where you see the rapture of the church, we're right there sitting on that line. We have come through 2,000 years. We're sitting on the line of the rapture of the church. I'm not going to put too much discussion on the rapture of the church right now, but we will. may not have time today, but we will at some particular point. 
So there will be a rapture of the church. There will be a taking away of the church out of the earth. It will be, that word rapture means it will be snatched up. It will be snatched away. It will be caught up. It will be snatched up out of the earth realm to meet Jesus. So we are living now at that line of the rapture of the church. Everything that has to be fulfilled and happened for the rapture of the church based on the Bible has already happened. Things are staged. The stage has been set. So if Jesus Christ raptured the church uh, tomorrow, he will be in perfect order as it relates to the Bible. So I want us to understand, how do we know that we're living at the end of the last days. How do we know this? It's very, a lot of scripture I could bring out right now. That's not the point. I'm just trying to get us an understanding of some things so I can go somewhere else. We'll detail and flush it out at some other time, not this Bible study. First of all, the biggest one is COVID-19. It is, it, is, it is pretty much the only, the big global pandemic that has hit every aspect of the world, as in the days of Noah. It is a global pandemic. It has hit every country, every continent. Matter of fact, they say by the time if this thing ever is over, it'll never, you know, they say COVID-19 will never really go anywhere. It will be reduced in its severity and how it impacts people's lives. But the global pandemic is very big because it, 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 it is the one pandemic that has impacted the world Every economy of the world, every economy of the world has been disrupted. I want to say this and share this with you tonight. There's no economy of the world that will ever make it back from what the COVID-19 has already done. And if, 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 if COVID-19 is cured today and no one has had COVID-19, COVID-19 has already had the impact on the economy that it will never, ever go back to the place where it has. So that economy from a world standpoint has to be replaced. That's one thing. There is a new way of life. It's, it's new. It's a new way of doing things. There's a vaccine that's out. I don't want to put too much talk into the vaccine. Understand the understanding of the vaccine. Understand, listen, listen about the vaccine. Uh, uh, they've been trying for 40 years to get rid of AIDS with a vaccine. It ain't happened yet. They've been trying for decades to get rid of cancer. Haven't happened yet. It's, it's very amazing to me. That, that within a few months, we got a vaccine to heal a disease or affliction that has impacted the whole world. I want you to understand something. Uh, there, there, there is understanding, and I don't want to get too much into it tonight. I'm not telling anybody what to do or what not to do with the vaccine. But you be, if you do decide to take the vaccine, be very cautious. It w you will find it will become a time with this vaccine. That everybody will have to have it. It is being state mandated by many laws are being created right now as we speak throughout the nation, throughout the world, saying that people have to be vaccinated. This is a serious situation. If you're not vaccinated in some of the bills that are already been uh, created in different states, you won't be able to go in certain places without the vaccine. There were also with the vaccine that's being created is being machines being created that will be able to tell if you have the vaccine or not. You will limit your 
uh, 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 liberties if you don't have the COVID-19. Now I want you to also understand this. There's already a patent that has been created last year. I've seen the patent myself. That patent, the number of that patent is 0060060006. It's already patent. It's already patent to connect with the vaccine. Amen, somebody. And 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 the currency that's being used is 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 um, a crypto a cyber currency. So so this is a huge situation. You you understand that you you're getting right into the mix of of of, of where we, we're here. Whether you know it or not, whether you don't want to listen to it, whether, whether it disturbs you, whatever the situation is, everything that the Bible has prophesied, even from 666, even from patents being created to connect with this with a one world currency, you're in that age. Whether you want to be in the age or not. Amen, somebody. We know we're in the last days, COVID-19, we know we're in the last days for the emergence of the unified world organizations to lead and, and eventually lead a one world government. When you hear these one world organizations, we knew, got the new administration, we're not here to talk about politics tonight, but one of the biggest initiatives of the new administration is connect us back with the world organizations. World organization will lead into a one world government. I want you to understand that tonight. Social and natural, national unrest of conflict between nations and racial groups. Okay, the Bible talks about this in the book of Matthew, a government decline. The Bible talks about a government decline. Lawlessness, we don't have to talk about that. We understand. How do we understand? We're talking about how do we know that we're in the end of the last days. All of these things are playing out right before us. The apostasy of the church. There's a falling away. There's a falling away. There's a sifting, if you will. Some people bake and, and, and there's a sifter and you got you got flour in a sifter and, and, and it is sifting through the, the flour amen that, that's going to actually be used the church is going through a sifting right now everybody who has confessed Christ will not make this sifting the COVID-19 is one of the things that are sifting the people amen somebody don't shoot me down yet the homosexual agenda we love them we love everybody. It is, it is, it has the, it is being prioritized. It is, it is, it is God, it, 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 it is an alternate uh, um, family unit that is a reprobate to the word of God. This is the first time that we see in the administration Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you tonight, I'm good at having no friends because this ain't going to bring a lot of, amen, um, uh, uh, people that's going to agree with this, but, but it's in the Bible. Openly, homosexual, in, 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 in court systems, in, in California, electing for the first time. Come on, church. Uh, we, they're good people. We, we love them. But, but at the same time, I'm just telling you about the word of God. The, uh, the, the administration shifts in leadership of the nation. You're finding out the transgender and LGP agenda said there are certain positions that have been put in place that can only be filled by one of these groups. You will now I'm not I'm not politics because I'm not a Democrat or a Republican. I'm not either one of them. I'm an independent. 
And, and it just depends on where the Bible falls. That's what that's what I'm that's 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 my allegiance. Amen. I'm, I'm I'm dependent on the word. I'm independent. I'm gonna I'm gonna fall whatever way the Bible falls. Amen, somebody. You will see sweeping, significant legislation. Whether you're mad about it or not, you're going to see these different things. And it is not of the God. It's not of the Bible. You do not, you do not, you do not align yourself with your emotions. You align yourself with the word of God. The facts of the word, that's how you align yourself. God, God, God has not called us to, to, to do anything on emotions. He called us to do it on the facts of the word of God, the absolute heart of God. God said, that's the way I want you to walk it. He says, you will have tribulation if you keep with these facts. You will be divided from families. We have no shame of I'm not a Republican or Democrat. I'm an independent all the way. Love everybody. But I'm going with the Bible right now. Then last two days, you see on the news, the front page news, uh, now Ellen Page uh, drawing all kind of attention. It's courageous to say everybody, everybody now is going to, to, to be a, a sweeping movement to this lifestyle. Ellen Page, but, but now, now no longer Ellen Page, it's Elliot Page. Uh, and, 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 and this shifting is giving courage because we understand Daniel. We understand Daniel 6 and Daniel 9 when the Bible helps us to understand uh, that the Antichrist, the man of perdition, the man of lawlessness, the man of the 666, the Bible says he will not have affections for women. He will be a transgender, LGP, or whatever you want to call it. Now, I'm, I'm not saying they're not good people. I'm not saying we shouldn't love and, and, and try to save. I'm not saying that they're good people who, who are saved because they have not given themselves to the lifestyle, even though they may have the struggle of the lifestyle. I understand what I'm saying tonight. Okay, you're going to have to call it what it is now. You're going to shout it from the rooftop. You're going to call it what it is because we're in that season. So I want tonight to understand, first of all, that we're living at the end of the last days. You're living at the end. You're living where the present church age is going to give over to tribulation. You're living on that line. If Jesus came back tonight, Jesus will be in perfect order because everything on the prophetic time clock that God said will happen has already happened. The church is ready to get out of here. You don't like the church in the, in the world. You ain't got to worry about us too much longer because we're going to be out of your way. Now I want to give you instructions and comfort of the end time. Go to 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5. When you have a say amen. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 1. Uh, 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 Israel, the tribe, the Judah, Israel would have never went into a period of reprobation if they would have had prophets telling them the truth. When Jeremiah came, Jeremiah said, you have been listening to lies. You have been listening to people who have not given you the total truth of what God's heart is about certain key issues. And Jeremiah says, I've got to give you to. And Jeremiah went to God, and this is what Jeremiah said. He said, God, I can't do it. He said, and, 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 and God, he said, they ain't going to believe me anyway. They ain't going to change. God says, don't worry about if they're going to do it or not. Your job is to be a proclamation of the word, to proclaim the word, and let the dust settle where it is. First Thessalonians chapter 5. You'll be very well to share this. 
First Thessalonians chapter 5, the day of the Lord. Paul is talking to the church at Thessalonica. He's talking to Thessalonica specifically about the last days. He says, but concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you know perfectly, you are to know by now that the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. When the rapture of the church happens, no one will get a warning. There's no warnings given. You're not going to get a, a text message saying in 24 hours, Jesus coming for the church. He's coming for the church. The Bible says that we will hear a trumpet in the air. And at that sound of that trumpet, the church will be snatched up out of here. For you yourselves know perfectly that. So there's no time to try to get it right to, to, with God He's, as it relates to the rapture of the church. It's coming, amen, as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, that's what's being called out now. We won't, we, we're going to have a world of peace. We're going to unite everybody. We're going to have a world of peace. Jesus says, I didn't come to bring peace. Jesus came and said that I have come and brought a sword, and I'm going to divide households. I'm going to divide communities. I'm going to divide churches. I'm going to divide, come on, church, corporations, because somebody is going to decide on me, and somebody is not going to decide on me, and it's going to be a separation. There can be no peace on this earth. There can be no peace in this nation. Let at least be peace in our own home. Come on, church. And so this is what he's saying now. He says, but they're going to say there's going to be peace and safety. People are going to be caught off guard. People are going to come down off the wall because they're going to believe that the Bible is lying here and that some man, some institution, some movement can come and bring safety and peace to the world. The greatest the greatest blessing to the church is affliction because affliction keeps us moving. Affliction keeps us growing. Affliction keeps us in the word. The worst thing that you can ever have is peace and safety because you will get content in a spirit of laziness. Amen. Come on, somebody. You will be lazy. You don't want to come on because, because we're at peace and safety. That's what Jeremiah said. They're talking about peace. They're talking about prosperity. They're talking about safety. He said, you better look up because there's a lion coming from the north. It's coming as a the boiling point is a pot that's spilling over and a raft that's going to come you're not going to get away he gonna say the best thing that you can do is submit to the judgment that's coming and not try to fight your oppressors because it's not going to change anything I, I wish i had somebody that but peace and safety then sudden destructions people will be caught off guard then sudden destruction. In order to bring peace and safety, there must be panic. Out of panic, because then you will let down your guards. You will commit to that which is peace and safety, but it's not the will of God. That's why Jesus says your peace is not of this world. Your peace is in him. I don't need peace in the world when I got peace in Jesus. I don't need peace in the world. I got peace in Jesus. That's why I said don't look to the world for your peace. Your peace is in him. He is the peace, prince of peace. So peace and safety, then sudden destruction is come upon them. Listen, as labor pains upon a pregnant woman. It's like labor pains. If anybody understands labor pains of a woman, I don't understand it, but I've seen it a few times. But, 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 but that pain gets more intense. As, as you give birth to a baby, it gets more intense. The labor pain gets more frequent. The, the person who's carrying the baby gets more uncomfortable. The world is going through a motion of labor right now and is about to give birth to something. And they shall not escape. 
But, but listen, this is, this is what I want us to understand, instructions. I got instruction and comfort of the end time. This, what, this is his word to the church. He says, but you, brethren, are not in darkness. You are not in darkness. I declare tonight that the church, the true church of God, that you are not in darkness. That you're not going to be bamboozled. That you, you're not going to believe in the banana in the tailpipe in this hour. So that this day should, should, so this day should overtake you as a thief. This day should not take anybody as a thief. We should not be crumbling at this hour and it overtakes us because we are not of the night. We are the day. We, we, we have been, we have the light of Christ. You are the sons of light and the sons of day. I want you to know you are the sons of light, the sons of day. Stop, stop going out there at nighttime playing because you're not of the night. You are of the, you, you, you are the light time. You are the morning time. We, 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 we don't, we, we are, we're not of the night nor of darkness. We're not in the dark about nothing. We know everything. Based on the Holy Spirit that gives us revelation and understanding, give us discernment about what may be right, what may be wrong. Therefore, let us not sleep. Let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. Three things I want to understand for instruction. This is your instruction tonight for the church. First of all, understand the time. Understand this here. Whether, whether we want it or not, whether we rebuke it or not, understand the time. Understand that, that there can be no peace. Understand that there can't be no comfort. Understand that the pandemic is part of us not being comfortable because we're at that season that we're about to be raptured up out of here. We are feeling from the seven years tribulation that when the church leaves, we go into seven years of tribulation, we are feeling the pre-tremors of what will be experienced in the seven years of tribulation. You're feeling the pre-tremors. You're, you're, you're feeling them right now as we speak. It's a sign of God's wrath being poured out on those seven years. For those who sleep, you sleep at night. So, so the first thing, you, instruction is be spiritual, spirituality. Uh, understand some things. Stop, 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 stop trying to understand based on your intellect, based on your emotions. Stop trying. You, you need a spiritual discernment. You need a spiritual, you need an understanding that can only come from the Holy Spirit that will open up your eyes to certain situations. Everything that looked like is one way is not that way because you're dealing with a counterfeiter, the father of lies, who's going to counterfeit things that seem like one thing. But God gives you x-ray vision into what's going on through the eyes of the Holy Spirit to see what God wants you to see. That's why as Christians, we don't move quickly on anything right now. We don't, we don't move quickly when we let our emotions get in. We understand what's coming down the pipe. We understand what's going on. Listen, so the first thing about spirituality, understand the times. That's what he's saying. He says you're not in the dark, you're in the light. You should have some understanding. You shouldn't be deciding things like the world is deciding things because you, in a certain, certain class of people, you ought to have understanding based on the word of God. So spirituality means first I have a, a discernment, of understanding. But then he goes on. This is for the church. This is your instruction manual. This is the things that we need to be instructed on. 
He, he, he says that, 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 that you have, you're not in the, the, the dark, you're in the light. He says, therefore, let us not sleep. Let us not. Don't be lazy in this hour. Spirituality means be on guard. You got to be on guard. You got to be on guard in your prayer. You know, one thing I, I've seen in the church, I've seen it through this pandemic, and, and, and started the church increasing in, in its awareness and in, 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 its, in, its, in its aggressive approach to the things of God. We have gotten, we, we, we see laziness. When I say the church, not just in the four walls of the church, just the church people all everywhere. Church folk then got very lazy. Folk ain't praying no more. You, you, don't, you don't need to be able to come to the house of God every Sunday to be, be able to pray. You should be praying a whole lot right now. You should be reading your word a whole lot right now. We ought to be spiritual. You ought to still be fasting at least one time a week. You cannot be that lazy. You have to be spiritually, amen, aggressive with aggressive initiatives as it relates to the things of God. You can sleep on other things, but don't sleep on the kingdom right now because it's going to be your saving grace in the hour that you're living in. It's Jesus Christ who's your pavilion. He's your refuge, but you can't be sleep. Jesus is asleep. He's going to be asleep. He sleeps on a pillow, but then at the same time, he never sleeps. It's crazy. It's, a, it's paradoxical how it is but you're not supposed to sleep you're gonna get a rest on the other side right now you're supposed to be on that wall you're supposed to be on the wall of your family you're supposed to be praying over your family you're supposed to be walking the parameters of your house binding and loosening and declaring that no COVID-19 is never going to come to this door you're supposed to be not lazy but you're supposed to be very active for the kingdom of God in the hour that we're living in I'm telling you right now pastors are lazy the church folk are lazy, but you have to get a goal, an uh, goal about you, and you're going to have to be active about the things of God. He says, don't you be lazy in this hour. What you give up in this hour, you will not be able to get it back. When you put it down, you're not going to be able to get back that stamina because what you've experienced in 2020, you're experiencing a whole different giant when you come into 2021. You ain't got time to be backing up. You've got to stay in the fight right now. Somebody told me that day, you need to take some time off. I, I, I take time off. I take it off. Amen. We're going to the side in a little bit. Right now, we got to work the work. Amen. To those who have called us while we've been sent to a nighttime coming, ain't nobody going to be able to work. Right now, you're supposed to be laboring. You're supposed to be fighting. You're supposed to be praying. You're supposed to be discipling. You're supposed to be saving. You're supposed to be interceding. You're supposed to be a prayer warrior right now. It, it, it amazes me that everybody can fight when, when it don't matter, but fighting for the kingdom, you can't fight for the kingdom. You want to fight this person, fight that person. You want to be out there talking about black lives, this, I'm, I'm down with you, black lives matter. You want to go burn stuff, burn things for the kingdom of God. Get the fire going in the kingdom right now. He says, don't you be lazy. Get up on Tuesday mornings, beacon of light, praying every Tuesday morning. Get up. Don't, don't send nobody your prayer request. Get yourself up. Get on that call. Get a connection with God, a connection from the headquarters in heaven, and God will give you the strength to continue to keep on going. You ain't got time to be sleeping right now. Kingdom moving. He says, so therefore let us not be sleep. Don't be lazy. Don't be a lukewarm Christian. You need, to, you need to be on fire right now. 
You need to be more active in the kingdom and the things, initiatives of the kingdom of God than you are about your job and everything else. You need to be fit, ready to go now. Because it's just not you, but let me tell you something, especially if you're a man or you a single mom, you set the momentum for your whole family. I'm going to tell you right now, there is a levy that stands between you and the enemy. And if you're not keeping that levy in place, when the enemy comes in like a flood, you're not going to be able to do anything against it. Shame on you. So it says spiritual. I'm going to give you some instruction. Be spiritual. Run around here with, with, with no tight shirts on and lifting weights and everything, but you're weak in the faith. Come on, church. Ain't going to do you no good in the, ma- in the matter where we're at right now. None of that stuff matters. You can be superhero, Rambo. You can be all these kind of things. It's going to do you no good where we're at. The only person who matters that are strong if you're strong in the faith. Can I keep going? So, so spirituality, your instruction is to be spiritual. Understand the times. Don't be lazy. But then he says, don't be drunk. He said, yeah, you sleep. Those who sleep, you ain't got time to sleep. They, let them sleep. I can see now when Jesus come and hit the trumpet and, 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 and you're going up there talking about boo-boo, boo-boo still sleep. Jesus going to say, let them sleep. Let them sleep. They missed the boat. Let them sleep. Because their sleepiness matches their spiritual apathy down here in the earth realm. You ain't got time for that. We got time to go back to the field and get nobody. We don't have time for none of that. We ain't got time to go into the drug house, the whorehouse, to try to get you out. You've been asleep, but in the wrong, in the wrong person's lap. Come on, church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been sleeping. Jesus slept in his bosom. You in the wrong bosom sleep. Come on, church. You should have been asleep in the kingdom. Got sleep in the kingdom. I'm active in the world. Got to keep on going. For those who sleep, you sleep at night. And those who are drunk, you're drunk at night. You can't be drunk right now on the world and the lust of the world. I thank God for the pandemic right now because, because it's, it's, it's killing our, it should be killing our desires for the world. See, pandemic is good be, 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 because in the pandemic, some, some of the things that, that, that we have been, 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 been desiring, that, that we have been craving of the world, uh, 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 success of the world, the prosperity of the world. Ain't nothing wrong with the prosperity, but it has to have its, its right place. The glitter and the glamour of this world, can't, can't, it, 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 it all looks the same right now. God has been, God, one of the things he's doing through the pandemic is, is, is killing our desires for the world. Again, because if you don't have desires for the world, you should automatically have desires for God, but you can't have both. You can't feel the same about two men. can't feel the same about two women. You cannot feel the same. If your desire, and he's killing our desires for the world, whether we know it or not. So you shouldn't be drunk. I used to drink, and, and I can tell you, drunk folk don't know what's going on. You could come and steal. Come on, you could come and. I was a good drunk. You know how I know I was a good drunk? Because I understood my situation when I got drunk. I would hide my hide my wallet, hide my watch. I would hide I would hide my own car keys. Amen. They would have to let me know the next morning where your car keys at, because I understand drunk people don't do good business when they drunk. 
So the first instruction is spirituality. I'm going to close out. Then you need some practicality. You need some spirituality, which means discern the times. Don't be lazy. Don't be drunk. Stumbling through this world. Stumbling, just stumbling, just stumbling through the world. You have, you have to be erect now. You have to be alert. You always got to be alert. I love my dog. That dog is always alert. He just he would just turn it. He, he, he knows everything that's going on. He could tell you when the rain coming. He could tell you he could tell you if you're hurt. He could tell you if you don't feel good. He's always discerning. You have to be discerning. You have to be very alert now. Remember, the Bible says as Christians that we're watchmen. We, we're, we're speaking for our families, speaking for our communities, and we're discerning things that are coming our way. We're not waiting till it hit us. We're so alert, we're seeing it come. We may not know the form that is coming in, but we know that something needs to shift. Something is not right. We understand that. We can't do that being drunk. The practicality, he mentions the practicality right here. He says, but let us, in verse 7, but let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith. Practicality means you got to walk faith out now. And now the time to keep asking people, what are we going to do? You have learned for years what to do in the faith realm. How are we going to make it right now? Uh, 30 years in the church, uh, it was shared with you. Sundays. Bible study, Sunday schools, what do you think was going on? The Bible is trying to encourage your faith. The Bible is trying to increase your faith. You have it, turn it on. You have to walk it in faith now. People are in a position now, they're not going to be able to share their faith with you like that. People are trying to do the best that they can. And you're going to have to step up in faith now. You're going to have to be grown. You're going to have to be grown in faith. You're going to have to declare some things. You're going to speak some things. You're going to have to, you're going to believe God for some things. You, you're going to, when, 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 when they're trying to get you to compromise your allegiance to God by, by through different technology and, and maybe vaccines and all this, you've got, you got to understand by faith. You could, you could take all of that away from me if I don't participate, but God is still going to take care of me. And if God don't take care of me in that area, that means I ain't supposed to have it then. You're going to have to have faith. You're going to have to step up right now. Every preacher and pastor is going to have to have faith. It don't take. I understand we didn't, people didn't water the word down. They, they, ain't, they ain't giving the truth. They're trying to get money in right now. But let me tell you something. You, God's going to take care of you. you got to step up in faith. you got to preach this word. you got to teach the word how God wants you to preach it and teach it. I'm telling you tonight, you're going to have to walk it by faith. You're going to have to sometime live out the very hand of God right now. You may not be able to figure out your tomorrow it's okay God is going to take care of you God is going to continue to provide for you God is going to continue to make a way for you you're going to have to test the word in your life right now you don't sell yourself out don't compromise the, the Bible what the word says hold to it hold fast to it what the Bible tells you about tithes and offering you better hold fast to it right now what, what, the, what the Bible tells you uh, about just different things of faith, you better hold on to it. Right now, it's time to activate your faith. Believe God. He's not going to fail you. 
He's going to come through time after time after time again. He's going to come through for you. The next time he comes through, it's going to be more glorious than the last time he came from. But you're going to have to trust him right now. You're not going to do it based on intuition, intellect, or anything like that. It's going to be a faith walk in this hour. You're going to walk it by faith. You're not going to be able to figure out some things. You're not going to be able to see some things coming into another year. It's going to be by faith. You better trust God, step out on him, and let God, amen, do what he needs to do and enjoy the journey that you're going on. It's going to be a faith walk. You're not going to figure this out. You're not going to have a degree for this. You're, you're, you're not going to find this in the playbook. It, it, those days are gone. You, you went to something new that you're going to need total dependence on God's wisdom. And that's your faith that you're going to, and God is not going to fail you. David said, I've, I've been young and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor the seed begging bread. Your faith should be able to take care of your children. Come on, church. My children step up in my faith. My children are standing in our faith, me and my wife's faith, because we've walked this thing by faith. We've seen people come, go. We've seen things happen in our family, crazy things, things in the church and everything. We kept coming back time after time again. We're stepping it up in faith. And, and God has always came through. He's always came through. I was telling my children the other day, what about you? I said, what you do today is based on what me and your mom have done already in the faith realm. And you are able to benefit, but now you've got to continue to do it. So your children will be able to stand on your shoulders based on faith. Practicality of faith, and I'm about to leave. You need, uh, these are your instructions, spirituality. It's not the carnal things. It's the spiritual things. Not by power, not by might, but it's by, by his spirit. You got to have the practicality. You got to walk it out in faith. I'm sorry to tell you that. You're going to have to walk it out by faith. You're not going to be able to, to, to go off anybody else's faith. You're not going to be able to go off of what you thought you knew. What you thought you knew is not going to work in this season. Those things that you are automatically conditioned to working, because just because you have done it so long, it's not going to work in this next season. You're going to trust God right now. You got to trust them all the way. There's no other word I can give. I, I can't, 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 can't give no other teaching on faith. You just going to have to do it now. You got to just turn it on. He says, putting on the breastplate. But then he says, love. That's your practicality. Love has to be practiced, <laughs> it has to be demonstrated. We, we, we can't go no more. I love you in Jesus. We ain't, we ain't talking about that no more. That's gone. We need to practice it now. We need to demonstrate love. Can I talk to you for a moment? We, we, need, we need love. We need to practice 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 love. It needs to be shown. You can't love folk when you're jealous. You can't love folk when you're envious. You can't love. And, and, and if you got these things going on, you need to press yourself out of that and operate in love. How do I operate in love then? The Bible says you should if you're a Christian because the Bible says when you got saved, the Holy Spirit came and was shared abroad in your heart and he brought love in your heart. All you got to do is have a desire to love. Now, if you can't love, that means you're not saved because when you get saved, the first gift God's going to give you is the gift of love. And it comes through the Holy Spirit. You can't deny it. I don't care if you don't want to love people you can't help but love people because the holy spirit is going to continue to just keep turned on in your life it's not an issue if you're saved now if you can't love folk and you can't do it from your heart and it be demonstrated you go go back and check your salvation because when the holy spirit comes he comes with love 
and you can't help it. God is love. He is it, all in you. you. You you can't help it. You say, God, I don't want to do for this person, but you, but you find yourself doing because love do, can, can never fail you. It can can't never go nowhere. Can't be amen erased from your life. It's love. Can't turn it off. Love everybody. I had somebody in church with me the other day. God, God put on my spirit. He said, my spirit, and, and many individual, you know, we, uh, God, God, said, God said, put something in their pocket. That was an act that was demonstration of love. Somebody, somebody seen me in a, in, in a room meeting with them. They came up, oh, what, you, what you in there talking to them about and everything? Don't worry about it because they thought I was doing this something different. I'm operating in love. I'm demonstrating love. I'm doing something that even in my mind, I don't know why I'm doing it, but God pressed it on me to do it in love, practicing love. Love everybody right now. We ain't got time for that foolishness. Love folk right now. Love them. And as the old preacher used to say, love the hell out of them sometimes. Love them so much that the love of God just flows into their life and they become saved and then they're going to love the hell out of somebody else. Before you know it, everybody in the household should be the hell out of them and, and love should be all in the home. But we can't get a good home. We just got a house because we ain't got no love. That was a song a little while ago. So that's what I'm trying to tell you. John, I keep talking to you. Okay, it's a very serious situation. I'm just trying to help you. You need to love folk right now. Matthew 12, 25 says this. But Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, every kingdom divided against itself. This is your instruction for the church. We can't be divided. We can't be separated. We should not be because love is in our life and in our heart. But Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to destruction. He didn't say the devil is bringing them to destruction. They bring their own self to destruction. They bring their own community, their own household to destruction. And every city or every house divided against itself, it cannot stand. You're not going to do this by yourself in this hour. The Bible says one could put a thousand flights, two could put ten thousand flights. The more that we have together, the more stronger we are together. But we've got to have love. In our church, that's our non-negotiable. You may not be able to operate in excellence. You may be still figuring this out. But, but I'm telling you, we, we through the pandemic, and we understand social distancing and all of that kind of stuff. But when people come back to this house, if they're not operating in love, they can't love one another like they're perfect, like they do no wrong, like they, like, amen. I'm, I'm telling you, it will not be tolerated because God is going to send people to the church right now that are hurting, that are wounded, that can't find love in the world, and they should be able to find it in the church and it should be no more bickering about who cooked whatever in the kitchen it should be no more bickering about this child your child my child you better understand you're going to need your neighbor you're going to need that person that's sitting next to you you're going to need that person that house is next to you and you're only going to be able to connect through love whatever's in your heart from your last church whatever's in your heart from your last relationship i'm telling you right now put it down and you better start loving people right now